we ended up watching the uh, Great British uh, Baking Show finally. Oh, we can yeah, we theater. can talk about that yeah. in between uh, the middle. It's <laughs> not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're stretching our gaming thumbs for Nintendo. Mike, you gotta oh, make my sure... Oh, God, the thumbs. I need to do thumb yoga. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm saying that facetiously, but I guarantee we could probably Google thumb yoga and find a video on oh, YouTube. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't just crack your knuckles anymore, folks. That, that's not <laughs> the way to do this. You need those you need limber thumbs. Uh, Netflix gave us some surprise reveals with their ta-dum... Uh, oh panel. my gosh! I don't know if I hate it or if I love the <laughs> fact that they turned a sound effect into branding. I, like <laughs> I, I've, I, I, I half am annoyed but half impressed that it, it kind of works, you know. Well, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I think it's great, but I can't believe they turned it into a word. Uh, I think the word part was the only. I'm like. Did they spell something wrong here? Does it st- is it an <laughs> or, acronym? Or yeah, it's it, the internet, right? Like I'm sure some people are just like, what does this stand for? It's like the ultimate dump under media. I don't yeah, know. Uh, exactly. Like it's a, and, I, and then I, I was like, I said it in my head. I'm like, oh, it's to dumb because it's a Netflix <laughs> sound because I watch Netflix for the first time in forever. This week, Mike, <laughs> we'll talk about that at the top of the show. Uh, we help you avoid all the MCU spoilers uh, that you can and we can't help. So we'll talk about what to avoid and what keywords you should start dropping in for the next year and more. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was like early this week yeah. before most Dude, of the, the news dumped. And, I was like, oh, yeah, Chris, like complained to me like rightfully complained to me that he was getting stuff spoiled and there was more yesterday and i'm like this will not stop for like someone in hollywood is mad or, or you know is, is it, paying these leakers now yeah and it's getting more difficult too right because i mean we're about to get in november you know we're getting that disney plus day yeah. right yep. they're gonna have tons of new stuff announced so there's just so many more pain points of possible spoilers right it's not just like four movies a year that you might have to avoid spoilers for now yeah. it's like streaming series in the middle and then oh it, well it's it's tough out there and i think the the uh, in a it's not quite post covid but as productions kick back up right they mm. they're now making up for lost time and hiring way more production companies than they ever did before to kind of because they have so many projects going on right and a mm. lot of these newer uh, companies i believe don't um they have ndas but they're not they don't understand the marvel sniper um <laughs> mentality over there so i think they yeah. need to, to be careful with that so and boy I, I tell you what if we're talking about mutant keywords this is some foreshadowing for later in the episode i am like this close to muting the word mario <laughs> and cowboy bebop yeah. and my twitter timelines because i have just been i've just wanted to throw my phone away yeah. this week so we'll get into that no, a little no bit one, later no one can ruin a property faster than the, the the fans of that property Mike. Let, me, <laughs> let me tell you that right now um I, i'll tell you we're t- showing our cards a little bit but yeah, yeah. The, but there was there was a chris there was a bright light yes. at the end of the tunnel this week on friday i've been looking forward to this all oh, it's just it's my happy place yep. i've i never feel so like cozy you know whenever you see those uh Pinterest influencers that like to get cozy in the fall aesthetic and everything. The best yeah. way I can embody that is the return of Great British Bake Off. Yep. Uh, you, uh, you just watched it, right? Yes. On your like theater screen yes. in your basement? So we, we don't have a lot to talk about watching this week because
because we've uh, both been, I've been in Michigan all week, um, literally in another state six hours away. Um, Yo, Mike, Mike, you've been busy, so uh, I was looking forward to watching the Great British Bake Great British Baking Show is what it's called on the title card, so I'm going to get confused calling it Bake Off. But um, yes, in, in my new theater, I finally got finished and painted. I've been sending you pictures of for the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, I'm fresh off, fresh out of the oven, if you will. Uh, I don't have a soggy bottom. Very happy to watch the Great British Baking Show return to Netflix. Oh, the uh, the the archetypes this season are great. Like the the oh, most yeah. important thing you have to do on the first episode is identify the different type yeah. of contestants <laughs> that the producers have brought in for the season, mm-hmm. and they're, they're they're all very enjoyable. And uh, I think the highlight, even uh, even before uh, the the accomplishments were reached at the end of the episode, were like this. There's this wonderful band from Germany, yeah. the Black Forest, who You're plays in. the trombone with his son, and it's yeah. like this goofy looking trombone. Like I played the trombone back in high school, and the the bell he plays is like really really tiny, and it's just like he's like charming. And like you can, you, I just I love identifying uh, the archetypes. There's well, always like an engineer. Yeah, well, there's the, like a, the, a weird creative person. Well, the engineer guy, uh, he's, he's yeah, Giuseppe. Uh, I mean, I oh was, yeah, oh what an amazing one. Yeah. They said his name. My wife and I were both like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. what a great name. This and is, it's it's like amazing because I never remember any of the contestants' names. I I automatically give them nicknames the first time I learn any one thing about them that's their nickname for a whole 10 weeks but like how do you not remember giuseppe like what a name yeah and 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 he is the engineer and he's very distinguishable with his you know Uh, uh, curly silver hair slick back and then his mustache um i forget the old lady name but there's a you have your stereotypical 70 year old lady in here yeah and they've been like she looks like Prue, and we're gonna. And, yeah. and even Prue's like, "Is this gonna be a running gag all season?" And yeah. they're like, "Yes, she's, yes, it is." She's Prue's like already like exhausted with it. It's just, <laughs> I, I, I love every, I love everything yeah. about the show. No one can ruin it for me. I even saw like some people in my timeline were like getting a little tile tired of like the the hosts like little jokes and quirks oh, that no. they do, and I was just like, he's saying the entire yeah. Flintstone song in German. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I, I don't remember the the ball guy's name i know noel fielding no uh, uh, well, yeah form. it's the guy who played humpty and dumpty in that uh tim burton thing yeah. i'm gonna have to look it up later he's but. been in a lot of the but he's funny either way i, I love it every everything about the show chris Matt. is just a, a delight so i'm so glad it's back yeah. uh, if you've never watched the great british bake-off you know it's delightful, it, and if you've also if you've never watched it, you're in a in a windfall of content. There's so many seasons available to you yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, and then there's celebrity seasons as well. It, it's you can go back forever. It is yeah. such a wholesome, heartwarming thing. The judges, oh. it's not. This is not Hell's Kitchen. This is the anti, <laughs> anti Hell's Kitchen, right? This is Heaven's Kitchen, Mike, is what I would call yeah. it. Yeah, because. Stay, and, well, All I was gonna say was like, stay tuned, because like every every September, yeah. we're probably gonna be gushing over oh, this yeah. it's just, when it comes back. It's just so fun and it's so simple, and I'm like, God, this is great. So um, <laughs> very excited, and also this is the first season they've had a, a vegan baker. So I'm excited to see how uh, how I far she goes. I think they've had they had a vegetarian. Okay, that's yep. what it was, and I remember. And sometimes in the in the in the seasons, some contestant will start off with an imposed restriction. Like the person who won last year did a bunch of early bakes that were like gluten free because yeah. like their brother was like you know had a gluten issue. But I think by the time they got to the back half of the season, they're like, okay, I really gotta like yeah. step up yeah. to the plate now. Yeah. I gotta start using all this other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I agree with that. So, um, yeah, Great British ba- uh, Baking Show, Great British Bake Off, whatever it's called at, at the time, is, is now on. And, but, but I will tell you the other thing we did not watch. We did not watch Star Wars Visions this week, folks. So I did. I did. Oh, I watched. Oh, I did not. I think, it, I, think I watched at least two-thirds of it. Okay. I, well, we haven't finished it then. How about that? Uh, okay. I, will, I will have it completed by next week. Um, the, the hotel was no place to be watched. So you're lucky I got one <laughs> um out of the hotel this week um but i'm very excited about that i will tell you when we talk about fandoms one fandom who was not mad is star wars at this like so that's you know i've not heard a negative thing come out of this one thankfully in this so um but yeah so let's jump into this we got we got we got jam-packed news here i gotta make room for mike's soapbox uh and um a nice a nice helping or two of of his of a steamed broccoli Uh and i might even add some cheese to that you know some (laughs) steamed cheese broccoli Let's jump in. This week we have a movie release, Mike. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, oh, that is this. Oh, my God. Yeah, that right. is this week. You're October right. is Friday. <laughs> um, uh, so um, so that's this week. The actual runtime was revealed to be one hour, or not one hour, 112 minutes, which is eight minutes shy of two hours, which is way more than the 90 minutes people were reporting mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. So this is actually a normal length movie. So yeah, no one needs to I- panic. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I suppose if you include the credits on the on the crawl, yeah. you might be getting a little bit closer to the ninety minute run. Either way, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad think, it's on the sparse. Side. I think I think the first Venom was like one hundred eighteen minutes or something. Like like this is a normal movie length. I don't think, yeah, we'll we'll fe- feel anyway. But there are post credit scenes. There is one at the very very end. So stay tuned for that, folks. I've heard mm. you want to watch it. So. Uh, tune in for that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to kind of talk about that. Hopefully next week, uh, if things go awry, we'll let you know. Um, it's just a, it's a big weekend for Mike, so hopefully he can find some some room in there to to check this out, and, mm-hmm. and we can talk about it. Shifting gears, though, um, at, in in typical Nintendo fashion, they announced a live stream like on a Wednesday for the Thursday, <laughs> and they uh, have come out with a big news um, with their Switch Online feature. Are you familiar with Switch Online, Mike? I know you don't. Uh, you don't have a Switch. No. Is this kind of like the PlayStation Store? <laughs> oh, a little bit. So their Switch Online is their service. You pay twenty bucks a year, and you can like you can back up your saves to their cloud. You get mm-hmm. access to regular Nintendo and Super Nintendo uh, games through their emulator store or whatever legally that you can just play on the Switch. You don't have to go get the games and stuff like that. Uh, and it lets you play online with other people if it has online play, but I don't ever come across that myself. Um, so it's very good. So Switch Online, and, and my understanding that this is for an extra additional cost, will be adding a library of Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games to their back catalog to play uh, for free, or not for free, for this extra cost on their Switch Online. So you pay for the year, you can get access to these anytime your subscription is active. Uh, what is cool about this is, unlike Xbox's Game Pass and Sony's um, PlayStation Now, or PS Now, is that Nintendo owns these games, or most of them, mm-hmm. right? They don't go away once they put them on here. Um, so they trickle them in once a month with new ones, usually, and they usually stay on there. You're not going to see the rights of a game Nintendo owns expire. Uh, I see. So it's almost kind of like a uh, a retro game archive, kind yeah. of. Yep. Okay. Th- that you don't have to go and download illegally uh, to play, and then because a lot of these games are very, very, very hard to find in their Nintendo original Nintendo. Uh, iteration now n64 is uh, the first um some n64 games were released on the wii u but i think it's standalone games this is the first time we've had a collection of nintendo 64 games on this and um some of the some of the classics i I listed all the games here mostly for seo purposes folks but at launch whenever this launches you'll have super mario 64 mike mario kart 64 star fox 64 uh or of time mario tennis 
Dr. Mario 64. Now, they will be releasing more games down there. They already confirmed you will get Majora's Mask, Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, and Paper Mario. Like, like this is this is a great list of games because most of these cost sixty to a hundred dollars in in person right now, if not more. Yeah, so. I, d- I did a quick Google because I was curious what the monthly price was. It looks like it's about four bucks a month. I think if you go if you go the yeah. monthly route, okay. Yeah, and it's I think I think it's twenty bucks a year or something real cheap. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is just uh like every other digital service in the yeah. sense of you need you need monthly recurring revenue streams right, right? you yeah. know so we can sell the hardware not necessarily at a loss you know well the switch at this point in time i'm sure is like turning a profit but yeah. when new consoles you know drop they're usually you know at least trying to break even yeah and then nintendo switch oled is coming out later um <laughs> which i don't think will affect any of these but you know again one of the the big things with these older games is the, the more we they become harder to find the more people turn to piracy um to play them, I am guilty of that of some of these games because I can't find them anywhere. So yeah. it's great, you know, when you make them accessible to people, they will get them and they will play them. Yeah, I guess it does make me a little a little hopeful because I, I think a complaint that a lot of Nintendo fans had was how many times am I going to have to rebuy these yeah. games? Right, you know, they bought them on the Wii, then they had to buy them on the next thing, and then the next thing. So if these are just perpetuate within their online service, you know, imagine like the next Nintendo console. Who knows? Probably the Nintendo Switch two or whatever and you know not like a a, a wii u which yeah. technically the wii u was another console but they did a bad job branding it yeah so like it, the literal it, the, the next real iteration of the console theoretically you should be able to turn it on and access these games right. as well you shouldn't it, have to buy them all over and again. as someone uh, who is recently getting into both next generation consoles i will tell you Backwards compatibility is a huge factor for me right now. Um, I don't mm-hmm. want to have five different consoles on my entertainment center to play the games that came out last year, right? Like, that's that's really, like, Xbox mostly, I will applaud them. Anything that runs on the, the Xbox One works on the series consoles, right? In every game. There's no, mm. no doubt about it. And then they've even gone back to add original Xbox and 360 games as well. Like, a huge library of those. So, um, hopefully... Nintendo is looking at that success and adding more in here, which is which is yeah. great. Now, the big surprise I will tell you is I actually had a, a Genesis growing up. I didn't have the Super Nintendo, Mike. I was mm-hmm. I was uh, unfamiliar with that, and they are releasing Sega Genesis games on here, which I'm really surprised they were able to get with Sega to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of their games include Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra, uh, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, of course, Streets of Rage. Like these are these are classic Genesis games right out the gate that'll be on here. Yeah. Oh, it, it is starting to feel like uh, the Genesis or I guess like Sonic being its like biggest property is almost like Mario's cousin yeah. at this point in time, right? Like, yeah, 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 we're not exactly from the, the, the same family lines, but we see each other at the family well, reunion, so you can come over and hang maybe, out. Maybe their movies will cross over, Mike. Oh, oh, who knows? Yeah, sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that here in a second. Uh, but um, the Genesis was uh, definitely uh, one of the harder consoles because it didn't have a save state. Uh, you couldn't save the game, so you had to start them mm-hmm. over every time. But um, I think what's going to be the real kicker here for, for people, because they didn't announce Smash Brothers 64, I don't believe, on here. Um, no, they didn't. But when that comes Sma- out, God. Chris, Smash is out. It's all about Nickelodeon's yeah. All-Star Brawl. Well, that's just true. Like, I, I, like, 
it, I don't even think it's really like a conspiracy at this point in time. Like I, that's not the right word, but like, I think this is almost like a dark horse. Like I think the developers working on like this Nintendo game is just like, no, we're literally making smash. We're going to put all the stuff in that all the smash players want. It's going to be the exact same game with just different characters. We're going to put it out on every console and we're going to give smash like some actual like competition and like I'm actually seeing like legit online buzz. Like people aren't just thinking this is vaporware anymore. So I'm actually really curious how yeah. this Nintendo game is going to pop off. I'm still waiting to see if there's going to be cross play in any shape or form because right. I'd love to be able to like fight you guys online and oh, we yeah. don't all have the same consoles. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll definitely check that. Out. It's it's for it's for Microsoft Windows, Mike. So if we all just go get a laptop, we'll be able to. <laughs> I don't think this one's gonna run very hard on the graphics. Oh but... yeah, this might not be a workhorse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes. Anyway, I think the big kick here is they are going to be releasing special wireless controllers that connect to your Switch that are N64 and Genesis style controllers. So you can play oh, those games with the classic controllers. That. Yes. Uh, um, I had a conversation recently about with someone. I'm like, I don't understand the Nintendo 64 controller because it's, it's, I love a symmetrical controller, right? Um, and, and you universally use the middle and the right side. Yeah. Yeah. So on that one, it's, it's middle, right? And the left side is just kind of there. So uh, you, you got to pick it. I, I think, you know, it kind of set the precedent for C buttons creating a second joystick, but uh, I still don't get it, but I, I do have a special place in my heart for the uh, Genesis controller. So um, this will be fun. This is this is great. I think this is a, a, a huge value add to the to the Switch line of consoles. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you the other not surprise announcement, but like some confirmation here was the Super Mario Brothers movie. It is coming out. Mm-hmm. We knew this. Uh, just go ahead. Illumination, who is known for doing the um, Minions, Minions films, are, are is making this, and, and we knew this. We've talked about this before, but. They announced the cast of the the voice cast for this movie. Ooh, boy, did they! And um, this is a pretty stacked cast, so I'm just gonna run through this real fast, Mike, and then we'll mm-hmm. then we'll then we'll spill our our thoughts. Uh, Mario will be played by Chris Pratt. Peach will be played by Anya Taylor Joy. Luigi will be D- uh, Charlie Day. Bowser will be Jack Black. Donkey Kong will be Seth Rogen. Toad will be played by Keegan Michael Key. Cranky Kong will be played by Fred Armisen. Kamek will be played by Kevin Michael Richardson. And Spike will be played by Sebastian Menescalco. And this is where the discourse begins online. However, <laughs> I will t- I will go ahead and show my cards. I think this is a great cast. This is a very yeah. stacked, talented cast who makes me excited for this film now more than I was when I originally heard about it. Yeah, let me let me let me just grab this soapbox, right? Yeah. Turn mm-hmm. it over, get all the bars of soap out of it, you know, dust it off, stand up so I can see above the crowds of angry nerds out there on the internet and just say like what on earth were you expecting out of this movie, right? Like you just said we knew this was going to happen. We knew this was coming from illumination. This isn't out of like left field. Did they really think, did they really, really think that this movie was going to be voice casted by like any of the original people who did these characters who exclusively just make little boops and bobs and sound Mm -hmm. effects in the video game? And I think the argument that drove me the most crazy was people thought that this was an insult to the original. Uh, I don't even know if he's the original voice actor of Mario, but like the current voice actor of Mar- of Mario. And they're like, this should have been his time to shine. This should have been his movie. And I'm sure he's great. I don't think we should feel too bad for him because he voice acts like one mm-hmm. of the most iconic characters for video games of and, all time. And, he's doing fine. And, he's doing 
well. Yeah, right? and on top of that, they release Mario games almost every month, um, whether it's mobile or Switch or something. He is he is getting his work doing his little Mario sounds where he says like yay or yippee or good job but that's about it like his yeah. his vocabulary I, is mario is like yeah this small. almost feels similar when people were like upset that um why can't i think of his name the guy who voices shaggy the uh, actor i can't remember the name off the top of his head okay um but he you know they they announced that scoob movie and uh will forte was going to be the voice of shaggy and everybody was up in arms that he wasn't going to get to play shaggy well first of all that movie was trash anyway so don't feel bad because that it just wasn't quality movie and a different voice actor wouldn't have made it better so just like you know chill out there and also a lot of people were like showing their receipts showing the their proof they're like here it is here's the voice actor for mario speaking in full sentences see he can do it and i listened to it and i was like good lord would i not want to listen to this for 90 minutes because like it's a goofy wacky cartoony character he's an italian plumber made by a japanese corporation like none of this makes any sense so uh, stripping all of that away of course, this was always going to be voiced by A-list actors. Like, mm-hmm. Mario, one of the most iconic franchises on the planet that has yet to be turned into, like, you know, a movie. I know we have the live-action one, oh, yeah. but, like, like do you, you know, want Do you want that again, <laughs> folks? Because when you bitch, that's what you get. You get 90s yeah. Mario. It's just, like, in what world did anybody think that this was going to be a 90-minute cutscene from a modern Mario game? It's just like, it was basically, the complaints were all delusional. But I will give everybody this one. The one thing I will give them, maybe Chris Pratt was kind of a weird choice for Mario. Mm. Out of, like, all of the different A-list actors out there that I could think, like, maybe somebody a little bit, not jolly, but I feel like anybody, there could be a lot of other people pitched out there to be Mario that is, like, you know, an A-list actor, so you can still put them on the poster. Like, I know Chris Pratt did do a really good job on Emmett with the Lego movie, but, like, the characteristics of Emmett does not, like, kind of cross over in the Venn diagram for me for Mario. Well, I think the one thing they did not do, they did not show a preview of this this, this, uh, movie, right, at all. We don't Mm. know what it looks like, and we don't know what it sounds like. I believe as actors um, slash voice, a lot of these people have been voice actors before, right? Like this is, this is perfectly fine. Uh, he, he will do a good, he probably will not do his regular speaking voice. Um, so I think we'll be, I think at the end of the day, we will be fine with Chris Pratt. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, I'm like, there are many other things in the world to, to complain about. This is not <laughs> one of those things you should be complaining about. This yeah. is a, this is a lot of great names that people who don't give two shits about Mario would probably go watch because they got some good names in here. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the rest of this cast is great. Jack Black, Charlie Day, Seth Rogen. These are, like, Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen. Like, these are some of, like, my most favorite actors, like, out there in the world in this Mario movie. And also, I've already had my expectations insanely low. They are in the ground, in the dirt, past the coffins, into the mantle, right? I mean, like, an adaption, like I said, of this beloved franchise, it's probably not going to go well, so don't yeah. have, like, these high expectations. Also, you know, love them or hate them, Illumination, the studio, extremely successful. I, yep. I saw a screenshot the other day uh, that showed the Minions movie grossed over a billion dollars. I'm sure that's worldwide, you know, and, you know, it's through the life of the movie. I'm sure it had a long run at the Imagine box office. the T-shirts at Walmart sales uh, going through the <laughs> roof right now. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I don't understand, like, they're acting like 
there weren't going to be big Hollywood movers and shakers involved in this movie, right? Like, this wasn't going to be some, like, indie movie where they cast all of your favorite darlings. Like, this is going to, this is, like, going to be a box office juggernaut, whether it's a good movie or a bad movie. So it's just kind of like, you should have started kind of thinking like a producer the second that you heard that this movie was going to be made. But also, I think the most important note to make is, like, this is going to be creatively challenging, right? Yeah. Like, how do you make a live, how do you, not live action, but how do you bring Mario to the big screen? Like, you, what's a relevant story that's going to resonate with an audience? This world has never really been connected with reality in yeah. any given way. Like, so there's there's got to be, there's always going to be some sort of like gimmick where you're going to have to like explain like why people talk weird or what, why things are set up. So like, there's so many like creative problem solving things that you have to do already. So yes, stack the cast to get butts and seats because this movie could be really bad. Like Scoob was, you know, and you got to get people in there somehow. Well, the other thing is um, Nintendo is notoriously not greedy, but like they're very proud of their IPs. They're not going mm. to again after their burn in the nineties. We got no, we we get nothing. No Zelda. No no Kirby. No no property Nintendo owns. Are we ever going to get right? Like it took mm. them. I'm pretty sure. I know there's the Pokemon company who is different than Nintendo, but I'm pretty sure Nintendo mm. owns them. But like the 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 Detective Pikachu movie. That shouldn't work on paper, but that was a really good movie as well. Like, but mm-hmm. like Nintendo, they are going to they are going to make sure this is good and and settle for no less. Do not think this is just a a cash grab for Mario because they have never done that before. And I, I believe I believe they're going to be great. And Illumination, right? You say Despicable Me. I like Sing, and they have, there was a trailer this week for Sing Two. We didn't put it in here because it's not relevant. But now you're making me think about it. Like, <laughs> I I enjoyed the Sing franchise as well. So. Um, I, this is people's reactions to this are, um, for one, I think unfounded, right? We've not heard anything or seen anything Mm -hmm. and, uh, B yes, you can be precious with Mario, but no one's gonna be more precious than Nintendo who owns them. And that is their moneymaker. Yeah. The the fact that it took Nintendo this long to dive into like, you know, a, a feature adaptation of Mario and like, you know. A, a real earnest and honest way, not with like live action people like that. That, that movie's bizarre. I want to rewatch it though. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen it. But yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway. We don't know anything about this movie yet. Who knows? Maybe they do like a little one-off gimmick where uh, the the voice actor of Mario is in the movie for like the first like couple minutes, but then like he gets a glass of water and clears his breath, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, you know, I must have had like something caught in my throat." And then just him reading that one line in the movie gets him like. $40 million or something, you yeah. know, like with like profit sharing. We just don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, the great point that like Nintendo has always been very precious. They're not just going to let this go off of the rails. Uh, so, and at, at, at the same at the same time, uh, just just chill out. Just well, just chill out. It, just chill out, people. Well, like 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 Nintendo fans have a lot of similar DNA to Star Wars fans, right? Yeah. They they love hating their own stuff. But but the thing is, I don't. What 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 bad Mario thing can you think of off the top of your head? Is my thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I like, guess like, uh, like mo- <laughs> most people would just like lean back on the last live action movie, but I feel like yeah. they learned a big lesson, <laughs> which is why we haven't seen anything else from that. Yeah. 
you know, and there's a lot of weird kind of like animated mm-hmm. adaptations, but that was kind of from the same like Wild West era. I think of like late 80s and like 90s yeah. where we're just like, we don't we don't really know what we're doing. Well, but yeah, Nintendo, they, they have locked down that so, IP now because it's like a tech juggernaut. You let, know, let me give you a little little bit of a fun fact here. There are two producers on this film. One mm. is the um, I think the the owner of uh, the the. Um, the uh, founder of uh, Illumination, Chris Melodandry, mm-hmm. and the other is literally uh, Miyamoto, the guy who created Mario and Zelda. Like he is involved in this wholeheartedly. The other thing is the directors are actually the directors of the Teen Titans Go to the Movies movie. Mike, that was the last movie they did before this. That movie is fantastic. That, if that movie sucked, I would be like, you know, maybe there's some found foundation here. But that movie is one of the best animated movies I've seen. Like yeah. right up there with the end of the Spider Verse, if I was completely honest, because how yeah. fun it is. Don't sleep on that movie, and also that movie. I think they should take a very similar approach to Mario, right? Like kind of almost like what the Lego movie did too. Like a little bit of like a satirical skewering mm-hmm. of kind of like the the brand of what it is, right? But then tell something heartfelt, but also with really good jokes. Yeah, this is this is off to the races. Yeah, like, like I said, I will agree and concede. Chris Pratt maybe some strange casting for Mario, uh, but it was going to be an A-lister whether you liked it or not. So just, you know, sit down. I I think, you know, this is the, this is kind of like the best news that we could have got. I almost feel like. Yeah. Shut up until we get some actual proof that you don't like it. Okay. So Mm. that's why I tell those people, but um, this is coming out December 21st, 2022. I fully expect a trailer uh, next spring, Mike. So oh, man, imagine I the the cross promotional merchandising for this movie is gonna be off what? the walls. Like you thought it was strange to see like, you know, Star Wars like branding on like Clementine oranges mm-hmm. in the grocery store. Mario's gonna be on everything well, <laughs> that year. Every 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 product that is sold in a store it, will have a Mario. It, it makes on. me think of the, I, I keep finding these the Avengers Endgame um, or Infinity Wars Ziploc bags that just have like Thanos printed <laughs> on the bags. I still have tons of them, yeah. but uh um, but yeah, I, I think this will, this will be great, and I can't wait for Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the game, Ooh. because that'll definitely be down there. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll step off the soapbox, okay. I'll push it off to the side, I'll need it here need a in, a, in, a, in a few more minutes, yeah. but you know, I'll put it on. All right, let's jump into the Netflix's event. I didn't even know Netflix was having an event this weekend. I'm going to be straight honest with everyone here. Much like that Nintendo Direct, yeah, th- nobody this knew is, what was that. So they have the Tadum event reward, reveal, so the Tadum is the sound of Netflix when it, when it plays at the end. Um, it makes me think of like the, the sound is definitely Netflix, but it makes me think of something else. And I can't think of what it was. Uh, it's like in that, maybe that cartoon network or that boom, like the, the cartoon cartoon era of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll think of it later, but it'll come to me. So let's start off with here. Chris Hemsworth, 2020 movie extraction went straight there to Netflix. They've confirmed extraction to he's in the water and he swam up to the top mic. So now we get another movie. Uh, he didn't die despite all the bullets that went through his body in the final moments of that film, um, yeah, you know, I think we, I think we talked about Extraction, the first one on on the show. Yeah. At I don't know if it was last. It was year it was twenty twenty yeah, last year, last summer. Yeah, was it? And I, you know, I think we were, you know, surprisingly positive yeah. on it for what it was, and I think we even talked about the idea of a sequel. And like, yeah, I think we were both like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll watch it. You know, yeah. he'll probably get out of that water. Yeah, <laughs> and he got out of the water. Yeah, it's a very, it's a, what we call Call of Duty the movie. It looks like a Call of Duty level, right, kind of thing. Like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But what, what this this 
this trailer, despite I don't think this movie has started filming yet, um, does one of the worst things I hate in movies. Like where someone at the end of a movie is beaten, broken, shot through, bloody, whatever. He falls in the water and he's pretty much clean down there because they had to film this separately from when the actual movie took place. <laughs> so if you look at him, yeah, his shirt's all bloody, but like he has no bullet holes. He is just... The water has somehow wiped away all the grime and dirt and, and blood on him. So um, good for him. And the, the cleaning, the the purify, the purification waters. I don't remember where he was, but was it in India? It was somewhere somewhere near like India. It's a, yeah, a sacred river has yeah. cleansed him, and yeah. now he rises to the surface exactly. once again. Uh, so um, this is fine, uh, Chris Hemsworth. I think you know he's he. Thor is not is is one of the things we'll know him for, but he's not in his prime yet. He is still a great action star, still a young guy. I expect to see a lot more of his movies coming up. <laughs> but of course, we'll be talking about him at the end of the show. As yes, Thor. yes, we will. We, we will talk about him story. So uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. The other thing is we got our first live action look at the Sandman series here. And um, Mike, have you read any of these books before I get into this? Well, I was going to say I was exceptionally prepared for this teaser because I have basically only read like the first, the first book, two yeah. issues yeah. Of, of Sandman. And like this teaser trailer, it's like the first like 10 pages, I think, of the first comic yep. book. So, and it's almost, it's word for word, shot for shot almost. Very, mm. very gothic. They're summoning... Uh, death and instead of death they get uh, dream the the uh, mm-hmm. the Sandman himself uh, wearing his, he's got his mask he's got like his iconic his three pieces of gear there and then uh, we see a very pale skinny um, looks like he's the lead singer of uh, uh, what's that band uh, Friday I'm in love the cure uh, guy in <laughs> a thing at the end so like it doesn't give us a lot but it's very telling of how this is trying to be authentic mm. to the actual series. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add to this? Because there's not a lot no, here other than the fact that it looks good. <laughs> I just, I, I felt like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme from, um, uh, what was that? What's that movie called? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was like pointing at the screen. I was like, oh, that was, that's that panel. Yeah. Well, that was that panel. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. And then I think it's that, it's that Charles, Charles Dunst there at the beginning. He's the Game of Thrones guy. It's what I'll always remember him from, um, doing like who's doing the summoning there. So, yeah, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's really spoilers and who knows because I'm not really well versed in the books but like the the opening of the comic book and this teaser trailer this is like in the pet in yeah. the past I, I think they jump forward in time and that's where most of the story takes place I could be totally wrong I don't know much about the Sandman so he could be kind of one of those castings where like when you know your TV show is basically gonna like kill off like a character like in the first episode but you want some star power like they did this in the um they did this in the Watchmen TV show on HBO. Uh, who did they cast as the the sheriff that like pretty much died right away? I can't remember yeah. the actor's name, but they're just like, yeah, you you hire like you spend a, a little bit of chunk of change on somebody so you can put them on like the poster, but then you kill them off so you don't need to pay them for the rest of the season. So uh, I, he might not be around long, yeah. but he's a familiar face that a lot of people know. Yep. Yep. So um, very very fitting of the role I think he was playing at least in that scene if. If a like a descendant doesn't come back later, they do some time jumps. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. It probably won't be shot for shot, but I'm very excited for this to come up. Mike, grab your soapbox. We're about to talk about something else you love. <laughs> yeah. This Speaking about shot, shot by shot. Yeah. shot for so shot. Uh, Netflix gave us the intro to the upcoming Cowboy Bebop live action series. And um, mm-hmm. as someone who's never seen the show, Mike, just mm-hmm. I thought this was really cool. I thought this was really fun. I don't know what you're going to say. So... I really enjoyed this, and I'm very thrilled to to see it come to fruition because they're trying to be authentic. 
They're they're matching stuff. This isn't again. She's got too much clothes on, Mike. I can't stand it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't. I didn't even know she had less clothes on in the actual animated show. So, um, but I I thought this was really cool and really fun, and they they tried really hard to make it authentic to the original intro as possible. And that music is just so catchy, so jazzy. Oh, it's great, and I do appreciate the the I would say unique perspective for a show like that we put on because I would say most nerds have at least maybe seen at least one episode of Mm. Cowboy Bebop, but uh, it's on your radar. You know what it is, but you you just haven't quite watched it. So it's cool that you got the hype for it, it. but, you know, I'll grab my soapbox, I'll push it back over here, Uh and I'll just just get back on it and say, nerds, you you need to chill out. You need to settle down. I don't know what's in the water this week. You know, you're freaking out. This this is fine. There's nothing there's nothing wrong about this. It's like they I feel so bad for the people making the show because they can't win, mm-hmm. right? Like they they release these stills of character Faye Valentine, and this vocal minority freaks out because she's not half naked and they can't get their jollies off to her when the live action show drops. And then they release the intro, which is almost an exact live action recreation of the original intro, and people are are upset because they say it's like a soulless copy of it. And then I've even see people like analyzing and see like, see, look here with animation, you know, you can exaggerate the forms. And, you know, when you just try to do it with like live action, it just doesn't translate. It's just like, listen, they're not trying to show you that they can replace animation with live action. They're trying to pay homage to this classic anime (laughs) and they know how much pressure is on them. So they're just trying to just pay respect to just how good the intro already was right like the the uh, the internet would have had the would have had like a very similar angry reaction if they made a totally new intro right like new brand new music that you've never heard before not the song tank which is so catchy they they you know a totally abandoned like this kind of paneled motif and just do something very generic people would have lost it even if they tried to do something original so mm. i think one thing really cool about this intro you know kind of compared to the kind of sparse news that we got from the mario announcement was like you can kind of glean what this show might be and i think they're taking a bit of a courageous approach but maybe this is how you make an anime adaptation work right you know there is a world where you where you adapt cowboy bebop as like serious as possible as like film noir as possible and just really try to make something serious and grounded and make this sci-fi you know anime really speak uh, to realism, but they're taking this slightly campy approach where they're just like, no, this is like a, a, a cartoon at the end of the day. You know, there are definitely some strong Western themes, not not just Western of like cowboys, but also Western as in like American, right? So they're like, let's just do a little, let's be a little campy. Let's bring a little bit of our own energy into it. And you can kind of feel that with the trailer. Some of these big wide angle shots yeah. that looks like they're like just little stills taken from maybe some of the episodes all of the characters look almost kind of like um i got i got uh, a, those like 70 it almost kind of has that 70s it, exploitation vibe to it's it. got kill bill vibes like a Tarant- when tarantino introduces his uh-huh. characters like he he borrowed from those 70s movies right and like it feels mm. like this has got that homage or at least even what was it, some scott pilgrimish you know exaggerations yeah, just, to him with the angles and, and they're yeah. The looks. I just, I just love that there's a creative vision behind it, right? Because you could just totally see the milk toast version of this that could have existed. What's right? that called? You Death know? Note. Do, do, do people not yeah. remember the adaptation of Death Note? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like this is how 
all successful adaptations have gone. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be successful, right? I'm, I'm optimistic, right? But we don't know. We haven't seen it yet. That's the theme for everything that we're talking about today, right? We haven't seen it. So we need to reserve a little bit of judgment. You know, it's okay to judge things, some things ahead of time, right? You know, that's just what being a fan yeah. is, right? But just like chill, chill out, take a step back. And all of the successful adaptations have always taken some sort of creative license, right? Yeah. You got to find your own way in there. You got to find a way to make it your own, because if you're just going to do one-to-one recreation, why do it? You, like just go watch, just go check the original yeah. out. So I'm glad to see that there's, there's a little bit of unique flavor going into this, but also asterisks, right? Maybe this isn't the, the goofy campy vibe that they're going for. Maybe these are all unique shots filmed just for the intro. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe the show could have a totally different feel. Like I said, we don't know yet. All I'm just I'm just pleading. I'm pleading with people before you hit that send tweet button. Just just chill just chill out. If the last year and a half has taught us anything, there's like so many more important things out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Like the creation of this show doesn't uh, evaporate the anime that already exists, right? right? If anything, it's going to get more people into it. You like know what me? happens when you go and Yeah, you know what happens when you go and watch this trailer on YouTube? Right on the side, there's an ad that says buy the first season of Cowboy yeah. Bebop, the 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 anime. So, it's it's just there were no one was ever going to be ha- you know you were never going to make everybody happy just go check it out you know who knows it could be it if, could be stupid if i don't like it you know what i'm going to do i'm just not going to watch more oh of it. my I'll just oh my god how dare thing, right? you do something sensible mike <laughs> how, how dare you they it, say speak with your was, wallet but you've already got netflix <laughs> just watch it man it was, it was just it was it was mind numbing chris and i think the, the the funny thing too was like the common denominator of like all of these like people nitpicking all of the news this week is they all had avatars that were just like furries right they were they were like cartoon characters like nobody who who's actually putting their real face on the internet in their that little profile picture was like really bringing like the hard ruthless comments like everybody was always like hiding behind like some sort of like animal or avatar well, or something so it's just 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 chill out people like sometimes you can you can fan out a little too just a little too much well, I feel like. it's probably i mean not that this changes what it is but it's probably someone who started watching it probably a year or two ago and just has like immensely strong feelings right away for it even though uh, like you know like the people who are doing this like you know they got they got they've been working on they're trying to to do their best they, or they grew up with like hey this is how we bring everything forward right so I, I yeah the people on the internet are the worst I, I feel bad for your timeline because i don't have any of the same issues you have between yeah. mario and actual um the, yeah there's a there's a lot of crossover I, in my timeline that hits i the, the so i in, in the notes we have the the sequence and i also included a video of the side-by-side comparison to the original uh-huh. just to show people how how um it looks and i will tell you the article i found that side-by-side in was actually full of people praising how good it looked and how, yeah, how much they were the doing thing. If you go into a different echo chamber, right? Like if you just go look at the YouTube comments, they're a lot. They're a lot more positive. Uh, now that be that can be said, I can be an angry nerd, right? We yeah. all heard the spoiler cast for the last uh, the last installment of the Star Wars trilogy, right? Uh-huh. I, I did not have a good time, but I had watched it. I had experienced the whole thing. I didn't just rant after a trailer right. or an we intro, we so. we don't hate <laughs> Zack Snyder because of things he did before he did them. We watched what he did and then hated him for that. Yes. Reserve, reserve a little <laughs> bit of like your sanity yeah. until the thing comes out. Right? And then just say, I don't like it and move along. Doesn't affect you if somebody else does. So, mm. Mm. 
Whew, okay, I think the soapbox can go. All right, I, like I'm pushing it back under the bed. I won't, hopefully I won't. We'll, need it we'll, again re- we'll remember this, Mike. Whenever <laughs> before you watch Venom two, okay. Oh God. Save, save your <laughs> anger before you you Woo. put that tweet out there. Yeah. Uh, switching that up, uh, Netflix is riding their next uh, money cow here, and seems to be uh, The Witcher. Uh, they've mm-hmm. already confirmed a season three is in the works, Mike. So don't fret, mm-hmm. season two is not the end, and two more spinoffs. Um, were announced as well. So there is a Road to Season 2 trailer which shows a lot of Season 1 stuff, but at the end there's some Season 2 things. But they've mm-hmm. also announced a second anime feature film in the Witcher universe and a kids-slash-family mm-hmm. series as well. <laughs> how do you... I, I don't know how do you approach this from a kid's family point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, what... What I mean, it's about dismembering monsters yeah. and, like, war and, like, this is all based on kind of, like, the brutal kind of kind of it, medieval era of like Poland yeah. right? <laughs> it, it could be you know probably more like a PG-13 kind of show um, maybe maybe, maybe focus on ki- kids of like a different part of the the, the world that we don't know I, I'm not familiar or, with it or maybe it's a, honestly maybe it's kind of like a detached like CG yeah. thing right you know they just girl in like CG he never like really attacks the the you know with yeah. the, the monsters with the sword he like treats the he shows them how to love and care it, it sounds like something that you're not gonna have to watch to kind of round out the full yeah. narrative <laughs> of The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. But uh, people apparently like The Witcher, and Netflix is going all in. So good for them. I, I think there's not a lot to pull out of this, I feel, other than um, I, I can't wait to watch season two finally. Yeah. The only thing that I saw, uh, I attempted to play The Witcher 3, the only Witcher game I've ever put in uh, any console to try to play, and it was just way too overwhelming. I probably need to go to back to one of the original Witcher games to figure it out. But I did I did meet a man that was like Geralt's friend that was helping tra- train Yennefer, and it looks like whoever this man is, I don't know what his name, but he's in the trailer, so I think he's like an iconic Witcher yeah. character that is being introduced, yep. so I think people might be excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's his his mentor is there because i think in this season they're going back to where uh Geralt grew up so yeah so we'll it's like buddy his friend yeah. his obviously Han, Han, i was gonna say his han solo yeah. but i don't, I don't yeah. think that i don't yeah think that is he the chewbacca then <laughs> um <laughs> but honestly we're not the people to talk about this but we'll cover it when it comes out on netflix because they drop mm-hmm. them all at once the other thing is uh, netflix is going all in on their millerverse right and with that um the first trailer for super crooks came out and when i click this I had a whole other thing in mind. Um, Honestly, I'm I'm shocked that you said this was from the Millerverse. I thought this was just an anime no. that that you just uh, linked in the show notes. I didn't know that Miller was related to this yep. at all. So Super Crooks is uh, set in the same universe as what was that show they just did and canceled with uh, Jupiter? Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. Rising? Jupiter's Legacy. Jup- uh, Jupiter's yeah, Legacy. yeah. So it's set in the same universe. Okay, like these oh. are people who are actually in that universe, and. Um, it's a small-time crook Johnny Bolt recruits the ultimate crew for one last heist. And um, they went full Japanese anime studio and Japanese voice actors for this. I, mm. I, I, had, I, I thought I was getting an American live-action adaptation of Super Crooks. And this just was like a... Imagine expecting that, Mike. This is drinking ordering a coke and then getting like a sprite zero like i was like oh it's not bad but this isn't what i was expecting so um Mm. yeah what do you think what did you get out of this i was just kind of in shock i I think it's i think it's insanely interesting to see uh the japanese adapt something very american you know like 
American superheroes, right? Because we always talk about how America tries to adapt other things from other countries. And it's just, it's kind of cool, right? To see, like, you know, the superhero genre from, like, you know, American comic books yeah. has just become so prominent that even the Japanese, who have plenty of interesting IP and stories of their own, are just like, oh, let's do some of that. This might be a little different since it's technically originating from Miller, yeah. uh, right? Which is a Western creator. But, like, you described it here perfectly where it does feel a lot like like My Hero well, Academia, which is exactly what I'm the, talking about. You know, the Japanese kind of exploring the American superhero idea. This is the studio that did My Hero Academia, Studio Bones. Uh, oh, that, is so it? Okay. yeah, so Studio Bones is did, did this. They do My Hero Academia. They do Mob Psycho 100 and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which I know you're a big fan of Full Metal Alchemist, so that's why I made yeah, sure to include that. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks really fun. I'm a I'm a dub over subs guy yeah. so I'm, I'm actually really curious what that rollout's gonna look like right because yeah. this is like a western property being made by a japanese studio with a japanese voice cast but it's premiering first uh, entirely mostly for a western audience so is there gonna be some uh dubs in there yeah. for me to to check it out i don't know but uh it, it seems like the whole the premise of it seems cool it looks like they're trying to pull off a heist under like uh with uh trying to evade the prying eyes of superheroes or yeah, something like yeah. that so that sounds pretty cool yeah I, I i looked i spent a long time looking for like a dub list or whatever and i couldn't find anything so um mm. this is coming out november 25th 2021 netflix hopefully we get um again i agree dubs other than subs because um what was that what was that one show uh, attack on titan i accidentally watched the first mm. season with subtitles on and i'm like i need to go back and rewatch this with with uh, dub oh voices, God. people are people are screaming yeah. at us right now. The purists yeah. that need to uh, that need the yeah, subtitles. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, we're filthy dub people. Yeah. That's just how we are, and how we're always. It, going yeah, to be. it's just it's <laughs> how we watch our movies. We got we got to hear it. So, shifting gears on the Netflix, we're going back to Hulu. Mike Hulu hit us with the first trailer for Hit Monkey. The what last vestige of Jeff Loeb's uh, thing? Mm. We we talked about it literally last Sunday with the first image. Then we got our first trailer literally Monday morning. Um, I believe you and I are. I wouldn't say we're on opposite ends of the spectrum on this. I don't care enough to have an opinion. I feel is, is my thought here. <laughs> no, I, that's that's fair. That's um, fair but fair. it looks like to me the animation is very Archer style. The backgrounds are hyper realistic and it's like just drawn animation kind of with kind of basic mouth movements. I don't feel like this was a very heavy production if i'm going to be completely honest but yeah. i could be wrong i don't i don't i don't want to say it like looks cheap cuz like i'm sure everybody involved is working as hard as they can usually when something when the end product looks less stellar than you hoped hoped it would be usually it's budget and timelines right and i wouldn't be surprised if one of the last projects from like the ill-fated not ill-fated Jeff Loeb. I don't know if that's the right term, but like, I'll take it. yeah, I'm sure that they're I'm sure they're not throwing all of all of their resources at this project that I'm sure is not going to see a second yeah. season, but you know, it looks like there might be some fun action set pieces. The the idea of Hit Monkey makes me pretty interested. Like, you know, if there's a comic book archive out there of him, this yeah. makes me interested to maybe go check it out. You know, I know you were explaining last week that this isn't the exact origins of the character, but it is kind of crazy, you know, seeing like a monkey, like, you know, assassinate people. It's kind of fun. So I might interest uh, yeah. uh, a comic book or two or maybe a trade. I'm sure there's some recommended uh, polls for this uh, for this comic. But, uh, yeah, 
Uh, we both agree. Probably not getting a second season. I don't yeah. think a lot of people are going to watch this. But it, the the saving grace that it is, they have Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Munn involved and George Takei, yeah. all big names that have, I would say, only gotten more prevalent since the since the show was probably cast. So that that might be their secret weapon, but yeah, yeah I'm not expecting yeah. much out of this. And I, like I said, the only reason I th- it reminds me of Archer is like it's like if you go compare this to Archer, the way they draw the people, like they're almost detailed, but they don't have enough movement to feel it. But also at the same time, um, it's confirmed that he, this is a ghost, not a hologram, right? We we went ahead and like at the end, he, the glasses aren't a hologram of the assassin. He's just putting on the the sunglasses because he looks cool. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I will probably check out the first episode if I don't like it. Guess what, Mike? That's right. I'm going to go to Twitter not, and I'm going to yell gonna about them. No, yeah. You're not going to go on Twitter and yell. Yeah, at no, I'm going to be like, you know what? They, people, people were paid to work on this and if they're, they don't get to choose the work they get sometimes. So, you know what? Good for them. They, they, they put their yeah. best in. Yeah. And talking about restraint in general, cause I feel like, you know, we'll finally move on from this topic. Uh, we've spared everybody the annoying discourse this week of uh, Marvel and their rights to their yeah. characters. Uh, because, you know what, if we really wanted to be salacious, I could have made a clickbaity thumbnail. Yep. We could have really leaned into it. We could have gotten a bunch of extra clicks. But at the end of the day, it's going to be exactly what's happening with like uh, the Scarlett Johansson thing. It's all going to be settled yeah. out of court, you know, out of the cameras. And, and- uh, everybody's going to get paid. Everybody's going to get money. This is just this is just just what happens. You, you jostle things out there in public, you know, to get the yep. to get the juices and, flowing. Well, all the families are going to get money. Everyone's going to be rich. <laughs> so like, well, just chill. The, out. Yeah, and the other thing is like. <laughs> The, the the worst part is this isn't the first time this has happened. It's not the mm. last time it's happened. It just happens to be uh, at maybe during a lull during the media or like people yeah. writing the clickbait just, articles of the Scarlett Johansson yeah. case. It's just such a it's just such an easy yeah. story to write, right? It just the headline has everything that you need in it to get clicks. But yeah, it's just this has all happened before. And then of course I saw discourse pop up where people were just like, Oh, you shouldn't be protecting big companies. You need to fight for the little people and it's just like no one's saying that. These people that these families that, you know, own the copyrights of the characters, they're all gonna get yeah. paid out. But you're just not gonna know oh. what it is because it's all gonna be done well, under the table. Well just just <laughs> a quick brief preview for even who's they don't own the copyright. They were saying these people in comic books and artistry, Mike, you know this, you're work for hire. Anything you create while you work for that company is actually the company is not yours. And um, in, in America, because of Walt Disney himself, the copyright extensions keep going on. It's like up to, what, 70-something years now I think you can have a copyright for. Yeah. And it will probably be extended because guess what? Mickey Mouse is coming up on that pretty soon around the corner. So... Um, <laughs> It's just a, a, a big legal gambit to, to get more money um, now yeah, rather than later. Yeah, so it, it's weird. Like there's like a it's like a it's like a double edged sort of like a law, right? Like these corporations get to hold on to the copyright longer, but at the same time, the the family involved can exert their legal right to uh, to like get paid for it as well. It's like it's like a part of the law that not most people ever talk yeah. about. So it's like there's everybody's still getting money yeah. just like it, it, they just have to jostle around yep. in court with it because nobody wants to pay more than they legally have to so yeah, it, yeah it was just a big clickbait yeah. story and it's weird i said we said we weren't going to talk about yeah we well i mean it's just for anyone who's, who's curious <laughs> but that's what that's all we're gonna do yeah. moving on the eternals movie uh russia has officially rated this their essential what their rating is for mature 
rather than uh, PG-13, which like the rest of the other movies. So um, they also have listed this movie at 156 minutes. Can you, out of 24, no, 25 movies now, can you guess where that sits in the Marvel uh, rankings for, for length of films uh, off the top of your head? I feel like that's got to be in the top half, right, of length? It's At least the top 50%. It would be four minutes shy of the third longest. It's four minutes shy of the third longest right now. Oh, wow. I didn't think it would be up there that yep. high. Uh, Endgame is the longest, and Infinity War is the second longest. But they have a lot going on. I guess, I guess they got uh, they got a lot to get across, right? Because it's an origin movie yeah. for a lot of characters yeah. that tie into a lot of pre-existing, a lot of pre-existing history, yeah. uh, a lot of pre-existing history that, in the MCU. Yeah. And apparently, um, I, this isn't news in there, but the, um, the actor who played Legion and... Um, the Beast in live action Beauty and the Beast movie. Dan, Dan Stevens, yes. Stevens? It's apparently the yeah. um, the voice, maybe the motion capture of the villain Crow in that movie. They've not oh, announced okay. anything yet, but that's what the speculation is. So, hmm. Fun. Um, yeah, I also did put the third longest MCU film in here. Duh. I put I put the answer to the question in the notes, Mike. <laughs> Goes to show how uh, observant Boy, I am. And same here. I wrote it. <laughs> God damn, I'm an idiot. So, uh, well, then you got my you got my authentic reaction then. So Thank that was you. good. Thank you. Uh, shifting gears, this is just one of many movies, Mike, right now. Um, Doctor Strange in mm. the Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man. Uh, there are other movies in production. There are a lot of pre-visual spoilers, hypothetically real, I'm going to go ahead and pretend they're real, in the wild right now, that people are mm-hmm. sharing and linking and hashtagging and, and all over the goddamn place. Um, some articles have it in the title. Some are being a little more subtle. If you're on Twitter, you don't have that luxury of seeing a title first. Um, so I am saying right now things for Doctor Strange, um, any character in there. Um, I would probably put um, who who's in that movie? Uh, Doctor Strange, Wong, Scarlet Witch, America Chavez, anybody that you can think of in there. Same with Spider-Man. Uh, any of his villains that you can think of from the other movies, put them in there because I, if you don't want to get spoiled or see something out in the wild, you want to just block these keywords out in case someone tries to slip them past you. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to help people avoid spoilers that I have seen myself. Um, and not that it doesn't ruin (laughs) Yeah. Looking out for people. It doesn't ruin it for me, but like, you know, if you want to know they're out there, if you don't want to know, start now because this is going to get worse as, uh, we get into four Marvel movies a year rather than just the standard three. So, mm-hmm. yeah, do that. Uh, that's about all I got for there. Um, that's that's our last topic. Now we're getting into the what if episode seven, Mike. What if Thor was an only child? So the what if of it all. Yes. It's great to see. I think the majority of the voice cast uh, returned for this one. Chris Hemsworth probably the most important role how, to return. How many cameos were in here? All of them? Pretty much everyone, yeah, anyone but yeah, the Earth heroes, pretty much. Yeah, I, I have to say the premise for this episode was really, really fun, right? Like, what if like all of these like aliens and realms all came to Earth for like one big party and they just messed up the mm-hmm. place? It almost kind of felt like an extended sketch. Yeah. You know, I really liked it. It was fun. Uh, Thor being worried so, about his mom and everything. Yeah. Great. So so Thor, um, Odin found Loki. Return of the Frost Giants. He didn't grow up with a brother. So Thor. Uh, it explains pretty early on. Thor doesn't have the... Um, he's not always on his guard, right? He's not as much of a warrior as he was uh, because of Loki always you know, being a prankster and, and, and the god of mischief, if you will. So he became a spoiled brat pretty much um, and went to Midgard to have a party. And it starts off... I will tell you, this. This there's one complaint I have about the show. If you are a brunette woman in this show, you look like every other brunette <laughs> woman in this show. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, it's so weird, because Darcy has such a... 
has such an uh, a, a familiar, uh, recognizable voice, right? Um, yeah. And it just does not match. Does not match this animated. Yeah, face. and, and, and um, <laughs> Natalie Portman, who did return, I'm I'm pretty sure for this, um, mm-hmm. because she's she's in the upcoming Thor movie. Thank God they're bringing her back. Um, her character didn't look like her at all. I could have confused her and Christine from the Doctor Strange episode, and. Never, oh, never yeah. known which was which because they don't look like Rachel McAdams and they don't look like Natalie Portman. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if it's just a hard thing to pull off, just because like, you know, the more successful people in Hollywood are just kind of like you know just generally pretty, so there might not be a lot of defining features to go off of there. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe they're just too busy like visualizing all the aliens in the episode. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but also. I feel like it doesn't quite fulfill the whole uh, what if yeah. premise that we have talked about previously. So it's like the inciting incident is the fact that Loki uh, does not come, does you know, does not join the family. But why? But it kind of ends up changing Jane Foster's motivation too. Like she, she's in the van and she talks about there's been other like alien sightings. I didn't. Well, really she said other planets are di- disappearing. Oh, and that energy that. was there, and he was like, "Oh, I party there, and we got everybody off before it blew up." But yes, we did party there, kind of thing. Uh, okay, so maybe they did. Maybe they did. Yeah. Philip. But I guess the general tone of this episode, maybe you don't have to worry about all the nitty gritty because you're not really dealing with grief and loss, you know, like in that Doctor Strange episode as much. Yeah. I well, and and this one, yeah, this one is probably the most lighthearted. I, I will, I will say. Let me, let me go back to you. I agree. This series has not fulfilled a what if the what if premise that I wanted. That, that stuff mm-hmm. Loki. Loki gave us variations of Loki that were not Loki. They gave us alligator Loki. They gave us an old man Loki. They, you know, they gave us um, the the boastful Loki. Okay, mm-hmm. those looked physically different and had different things. Every one of these what if episodes is just, hey, it's the characters from the movies, um, and something happened. It's, there's nothing groundbreaking that changes the physical looks of these people to make the world any different than it normally would be. And I think that's this episode really hit me with that. I'm like, nothing is different about this. It's just, hey, we change one thing and everyone's still here, but it's still a good time kind of thing. Like, what? Where's the physical difference? I think Doctor Strange hit it the hardest. You know, when he started doing that body horror and like sucking souls uh-huh. and stuff like that. But everything else has just been like, ah, it's the MCU still kind of thing. Like, we're having fun and. Nothing's really at stake here. I would say this isn't really the fault of the episode itself or and maybe even the show. It's just kind of more of a general thing of especially after I watched some uh, Star Wars visions this week. I feel like I'm getting analog uh, uh, anthology fatigue. Mm. I mean, right, you know, because we're watching these every week and I'm watching the, the Star Wars anthology things, too. And it's just like it just really makes me want to reconnect with the universe, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like I, you know, I'm watching an episode and I'm engaged, I'm entertained, right? But I know at the end of the day, ultimately, like, okay, we might get a part two in a later season, but you know, yeah. this isn't really going to ladder up to the MCU in any way. So it's it's kind of weird. Like, it's not a fault of the show, but like, I feel like maybe I'm just craving something a little well, bit more substantial. So, and maybe if the what if scenarios were a little bit more wild, yeah. maybe that could fulfill it a little bit. But it's just kind of like, okay, there, Party Thor. That you know, that was fun. That was it. But like after 30 minutes, I was like, okay, I forgot about so, it. Like when we when we got on to record the episode today, I was like, oh yeah, what 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 if are we talking about this yeah. week? And I was, Did I even watch it? I was like, oh, it's it's the so one. they. This is the first episode that has an ending that will tie all these together, finally. Mm-hmm. We get um, an Ultron in his vision body with all of the Infinity Stones stepping into this universe for the f- first time. 
And that wasn't the end of this episode ending. That is literally the villain, I believe, for the next two episodes. Um, the next one will be the origin of him, and then the last one will probably be all these universes fighting, doing that. Um, was it the Saviors of the Multiverse or whatever? Or Guardians of the Multiverse episode will be yeah, the last that event, one. That a uh... That a uh, new Avengers, yeah, circle yeah, shot yeah, with that team of of all the main characters of these, right, including you know Party Thor. I will say, um, the other part of this episode is not just Party Thor, but it is uh, his battle with Captain Marvel, which was really fun. Like, oh yeah, um, I, it, it felt like a little bit of a Dragon Ball Z kind of fight where they kept knocking each other <laughs> literally around the planet, like in uh, orbit. That was really fun. Like, everyone's like, oh, this proves Captain Marvel stronger than Thor. Well, this isn't the same Thor in MCU who's, like, very much, you know, got the powers yeah. of a god and, and has trained all his yeah, life. Also, yeah, also, too, if you relate it back to the Dragon Ball Z thing, right, in that show, you know, after every battle, the, the fighters get a little smarter and stronger and kind of, like, level up, if you yeah. will. So, like, we, this isn't fully leveled up. But I, I almost don't want to live in an MCU where Captain Marvel is leaps and bounds above every other hero because yeah. you're kind of reaching, like, one punch man, yeah. you know, uh, levels of just, like, huh. well, if she can defeat everybody, all of your stories just revolve around why isn't she there. So I, I kind of liked watching. Yeah. them just like duke it out you know she says one off of just like oh i could have beat him but i didn't want to destroy the planet yeah. with my with my punches or something like that and i almost took that more as like like a boaster right, thing yep. right like can you actually do that or are you just kind of like this uh the- you just kind of like this captain marvel like hot shot so i i kind of like the idea of like thor and captain marvel being on even footing right you know because you you can't have all powerful heroes that can defeat anybody anytime because that's not well, super and, exciting well right? and then i um yeah, exactly. And and the other thing is, um, with that, like, the hammer did hold her down. Mjolnir held her to the ground as well early on. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot more what if to that battle that I would like to see. Um, but, like, you know, we can't give a definitive answer in this, this what if episode. But, you know, just for the, the people who absolutely hate Captain Marvel on the internet, because... Those people are still out there, Mike. Very angry. Uh, that actually, it oh, wasn't yeah. Brie Larson who voiced Captain Marvel, and I did not know that till just recently, right? right before oh, the episode. wow, yeah. I actually, th- that's a good replacement because I didn't really pick up on yep, that. Yep, yep. Um, and then uh, Frigga was not um, uh, the same actress either. But like, I thought one of my favorite moments is Nick Fury being chucked by Korg into an audience, and then uh, <laughs> Maria Hill had to come in and be like, "Okay, I'm in charge now because of what happened to Nick Fury." Um, I thought that was really oh, funny. I thought it was- I thought it was really funny because now I'm I'm eagle-eyed on the opening credits because it shows you the voice actors yeah. who are going to be in this episode. And Taika yep. was uh, billed on this, and I think Korg said like two words. Yep. So I all, I'm almost curious if they just synthesized his lines or they just pulled it from like a blooper from like Ragnarok or something. I don't remember what it was, but like Taika wasn't really in it, but they put him on there anyway. They put him they put him on that building. Yep, yep exactly. And then the other one was um, I didn't expect. Uh, Surter to be in there when he's like hitting on the Statue of Liberty and like melting it. Like, oh yeah, that was yeah. funny. And the only thing I, I think I, this episode was missing is like this is set around the the time of Thor, right? Which is the same time as Iron Man two, which is like prime Tony Stark alcoholic party era. So if they're partying, I expected to see Tony Stark partying and like jumping <laughs> in on this, right? Like I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Um, but like this was a lot of like again, other than I think uh, um um. Rumlow, uh, Crossbones guy, uh, everything else was pretty like isolated to the Thor movies in this. And um, mm-hmm. the uh, I had a really good time with uh, the Loki was my brother from another mother. And like come to find out they're actually like yeah. party friends instead of like, you know, enemies. So, 
Yeah, mm. I, I, there's really not a lot else to do. This like this was fun, but like I think this was really for a different reason. You, I feel like they're missing like, hey, we can go wild and have fun with animation, but they're like they're playing it safe. And I'm like, okay, hopefully season two is like we get to see maybe the Thor version, the frog version of Thor, right? Or like, um, mm-hmm. they really go down some like you know rabbit holes of what if universes rather than just hey the MCU, but just slightly different. Yeah. So, but that being said. It's still a pleasant oh, episode, yeah. you know. Like, uh, yeah, we we still had a good time, but I think just in general, oh. we just want to we just want to go bigger. Yeah. We want to go crazier. We want to go weirder. And because, like the because watching this, this wasn't that far of a leap from Thor Ragnarok, just in kind of like themes mm-hmm. and jokes and story. Like, you know, put in a couple action set pe- bigger action set pieces. You know, stretch it out to like two hours. You got. Taika's next Thor movie, right? Yeah. Th- that's why it almost didn't feel too crazy either. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not like uh, it didn't blow my mind really, but the end did. That I'm um, seeing that a multi-eyed uh, a Vision in Ultron armor with all the stones it was yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, where is this going to go now? I'm very excited. So um, uh, we're only three days away from finding. That's right. right. They will show us a trailer tomorrow. You know, like t- is it on Monday? Like they're like. Or Monday they show you the title, and on Tuesday they show you the brief clip, and you're like, "Damn it, mm. wish it was Wednesday." <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I think this is a pretty good episode, but yeah, I'm ready to see the last two and, and watch Star Wars Visions, and then I've got the Great British Baking Show, Mike. This is we're we're, we're finally in fall, and uh, pumpkin spice me. That's what I say. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's that's the episode this week. Um, people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they you can find me on Twitter, Valdan V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan eighty seven. Uh, I'm gonna post a picture of this boot that was like fifteen feet tall that I was working with this weekend. It was an inflatable work boot that was fifteen feet tall. No <laughs> joke, it's a big ass boot. I'll put it up on there. <laughs> If people want to know more about the show, what we're doing, get ready for our Venom Let There Be Carnage review next week. Uh, where can they get get all that information at? All you got to do is visit SuperHeroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out all those trailers that we talked about this week, uh, we got all the links over there in our show notes. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts like our own. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperHeroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. Uh, Superfan Jim reached out to me, and he said, if there's one episode you got to watch of Star Wars Visions, it's The Duel, which uh, I watched, and it was great, but I thought it was pretty funny because uh, it's like the first episode. Uh-huh. So if you just watch them in order, you'll watch it. So I think they put it up front for a reason, but uh, I do agree. It was uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, reach out. Let us know what you're watching. Uh, let us know what you're digging. Uh, if you want to be a super fan like Jim, like I just mentioned, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. So stay tuned. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I might be off the folding table that's halfway in a closet. I might be able to like record from like my desk, possibly.